Welcome to the Message Podcast from Church of the Nazarene. We invite you to subscribe for updates and new episodes. You can find us on most major podcast outlets. Visit cotnaz.org for more info. Our worship services stream weekly on Sundays at 9 a.m. on YouTube and Facebook Live. You can also find our live stream at cotnaz.org. Our in-person service times are 9 and 10.30 a.m. We have a campus near Harrisonburg at 1871 Boyers Road. We also have a campus in East Rockingham at 414 South East Side Highway in Elkton. In addition, our Spanish-speaking campus meets on Sundays at 11.45 a.m. at that same 1871 Boyers Road location. Check out our website, cotnas.org, for more info. As we transition in our service today, uh, I have a video that helps, uh, I think, get our minds uh, into the topic and and the ideas that we're unpacking today. So uh, lean in and uh, we'll begin. Well, I was hoping you could run up late for us. We are in a really big hurry. Sure. What's the plate? Two nine T number. Two nine THD zero three. Two nine THD zero three T HD zero three H D zero three D zero three zero three Hey Flash, want to hear a joke? Sure. What do you call a three-humped camel? I don't know. What do you call a... Three-humped camel. Three-humped camel. Pregnant. Can we please just focus on the text? Hey. Wait, wait, wait. Priscilla. Oh, no. Yes. Flash. What <gasps> do no. you call a three humped camel? Uh, pregnant. Okay, great. We got it. Please. Humped. Just... <laughs> we can really start to struggle when our timeline's not being met. Even in watching this video, you're like, right? We can really start to struggle when our timeline is not being met, whether that's in a customer service line or at a restaurant, maybe even in the car waiting for our spouse, we can struggle with waiting. Uh, In our family, uh, if we're going to go out to eat, I I can almost bet you that nine times out of ten, we're going to select our destination restaurant based on the fact of whether they're going to bring chips and salsa as as soon as we sit down or not. 
Because at even just shy of three years old, our daughter uh, has some uh, uh, expectations already in her mind of how fast food should be coming out of that kitchen to her table. And to be fair to those of you in the restaurant industry, I don't think it's an expectation that, or a timeline that the best short order cook in the world could really keep up with. And so we begin to see that even from a very early age, we have expectations We have expectations and ideas of how fast things should happen. And when they don't, frustration starts to mount. Frustration comes. Uh, You know, we can be waiting in a long line. You know, pick the store. Pick the store for you. We can be waiting in that line for the register. Uh, And and as it's not meeting our expectations, uh, things begin to come into our mind, don't they? Like we begin to get a question, you know, what's wrong with the person running the register? Are they incompetent? Is something broke? You see, our, our timeline causes us to ask those questions, and we never pause to understand that maybe that person's dealing with grief. Maybe they just lost a loved one, and for them to just get out of bed is a victory. To fight back the tears is another victory. But you see, we're blinded by our time frame, right? We might be at a restaurant, and it's taking a little longer. Maybe our chips and salsa's running low, and we say and think things like, I bet they had to go kill the chicken for my nuggets. <laughs> right? But you know, there again, our focus on our timeline, we can fail to see that that owner of that restaurant has been working seven days nonstop for months now, missing his family, missing his life, dealing with health struggles because he can't find help. But yet our focus on our timeline blinds us from those realities. You see, we can sometimes be unaware that our time frame is just that, ours. It's ours. We live in a a, a constant state of hurry. We live in a constant state of hurry, unaware of just what's happening. Hurry is really just the air that we breathe in our everyday world. It's the air that we breathe. I, and I know from my experience and, and, and journeying uh, together with the body of believers that hurry has a way of making its way into our relationship with Jesus, into our following him. You know, w- we pray and we want answers now, right, like Siri. We hurt and we want healing yesterday. We're confused and we want answers like Google would give it to us. You see, and there's something that happens within us when those prayers go unanswered or seemingly unanswered. Our frustration begins to mount. Doubt begins to wage war on our minds and our belief. And we can begin to think that God is silent, that he's absent, that maybe he doesn't even care about that broken place in our heart. Have you ever been there? Have you ever been there in the waiting? You know, the scriptures uh, have a lot to say about this tension. This tension we experience between our time frame and God's eternal perspective. Uh, The apostle Peter in 2 Peter uh, 3, verse 8 and 9, he has some very concise wisdom here that begins to uh, expand our view of this. He, He says, but do not forget this one thing. Do not forget this one thing, dear friends. With the Lord, a day is like a thousand years. Does anybody know how long a thousand years feels like? 
With the Lord, a day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years is like a day. The Lord is not slow in keeping his promise, as some understand slowness. Instead, he is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. You see, God's time frame uh, seldom, if ever, matches ours. But even in our hastiness, and yes, our impatience, Scripture says that God is patient with us. He has a plan in the waiting if we will embrace him in it. The truth is, sometimes God's plan is the waiting. And I know that that hits you about crossways as it did me. Sometimes God's plan is the waiting. Sometimes his plan is the waiting. So today, if you would say that perhaps God seems silent, like maybe he's distant or not moving or not listening or that he is tuned out, perhaps we would ask the searching question, are you in a hurry? Are you in a hurry? Are you blinded by your time frame? Or are you trusting in his eternal perspective today? Friends, we must be careful to never confuse God's waiting for his silence. Let's pray. Um, Lord, I, again, I just, I just feel like saying I'm sorry for living in a hurry. Eternity is just outside of our, our true grasp, Lord. We, we, don't under, we can't even understand what a thousand years is like, Lord. But yet we live in this moment, this glimpse, this vapor in a constant hurry. Lord, impatient in the waiting. So God, today, um, do what only you can do, Lord. Search our hearts. We want to be humble before you, Lord. We, we want to receive uh, you in the waiting. In the waiting, Lord. Come, Holy Spirit. And it's in your name that we pray. Amen. I want to welcome you back to part three of our teaching series, When God Seems Silent. Uh, throughout this series, we've been trying to understand a, a little bit uh, what, what uh, we should do, how we should approach life when God appears like he's not speaking or when it seems like he's silent. What adjustments, what considerations should we have? Because we believe on this side of, of Jesus' life, death, and resurrection uh, that he is no longer actually silent today, that he longs to speak to us, that he does speak to us through his word and, and, and through his spirit living within us and, and through the body of believers. God has not left himself without a witness in our world, but yet we acknowledge today and throughout this series that in our human experience, yes, in our hurry, that sometimes it can be harder to hear his voice than we might wish. It can be harder to hear him than we might like. Because listening take, takes intentionality. It's not just going to happen. We have to lean in. It's not a passive activity to hear God. We, we must make space and time to actively listen. And we unpacked last week how if we're embracing sin, if we're uh, intentionally following out disobedience, that that's putting a separation between us, that our relationship will never be what it was intended to be as long as we embrace sin and continue in it. 
And today, uh, sometimes as we unpack this, we're going to see that we can misinterpret the waiting. We can misinterpret delay as silence. As silence. We think that because we haven't seen the action we're expecting, we haven't heard the answer that we're praying for, we can often assume that God is silent. Even though... As believers, we have the witness of the scriptures. Uh, Throughout time and time again, we're told to wait on the Lord, to wait on him and to seek him, that it's in the middle of the waiting that he is there, but yet we can so easily believe that he has checked out. But you see, so often, if not always, he's working when we don't see it. Maybe today he's working especially when we don't see it. So waiting is, is therefore not a passive thing. It's not a sit back in a recliner and wait for God to do something. No, 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 it's an opportunity. It's an opportunity in God's economy and that relationship with him to be strengthened, to be renewed, for God to do what only he can do. So waiting on him, that time that we're living in, is not just an empty pursuit, it's to build strength. And it's in the waiting that we can be renewed. Turn with me today to our teaching text in Psalm 27. Psalm 27, beginning in verse 13. This is is King David writing. uh, And and if you know a little of his story, it's full of ups and downs. and, And he knew a thing or two about waiting on the Lord. So Psalm 27, beginning in verse 13. He says, I remain confident of this. I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait for the Lord. Be strong and take heart and wait for the Lord. Do you notice how fast he repeated that instruction there? Wait for the Lord. Be strong. Take heart. Wait for the Lord. You see, David here, he's proclaimed that he has drawn the line. He is steadfastly bearing weight on his faith and trust in the Lord that his goodness and his promise will shine through in his life because David had some tensions. He had some battles to be fought. But he he draws the line, and despite those hardships and conflicts, he says, no, no, I place my confidence in the Lord. And and we're going to unpack that a little bit more next week, this idea of trust. Because that's really where this circle of God seeming silent is going to come to a head where if we don't trust him, that doubt will always silence him. And so therefore, trust is always at the issue of if God seems silent. But, But today, we're going to stay in the waiting because our experience here is not going to be free from those times where we just don't see it happening, when we don't hear it as well as we would like to. You see, a lot like listening, our waiting is not to be passive. To wait on the Lord as David was unpacking there is to seek him, is to trust him, is to allow him to work in our hearts, to wait on him as his plan unfolds in his timing. In his timing. So today we want to consider the why in the waiting. We want to consider the why in the waiting because God is not making us wait just to annoy us. He's not. 
He's not making us wait just to annoy us. He's having us wait so he can transform us in the waiting. There is a why to the waiting, friends. So waiting is therefore not an inconvenience. It's an opportunity for him to do what only he can do. But we've got to slow down. Yes, we've got to surrender our time frame and embrace him in the waiting. He wants to strengthen us in those times. He wants us to be people of hope in the waiting. In the waiting. Have you ever had a time in your story And you might even want to raise your hand and say it's right now. But have you ever had a time in your story where your time frame didn't line up with God's? You ever been there? Maybe you had a perfectly good plan, right? We like to plan, execute, the type A's at least. We have good plans. Our timing seems just right in our eyes, but only to realize that, wow, that wasn't up what God was up to, at least at that time. Boy, I've been here a lot uh, for many different reasons. Um, when, when we began to transition down here, it's, it's just humbling that this all coincided today, but um, w- when we were looking to get closer to Elkton as a family, uh, you know, we were 50 minutes west, and uh, we began with a good plan. I mean, that's most things do, Right. Uh, we began with a great plan. You know, we'll sell a house, we'll buy a house down here, be closer, bada-boom, bada-bing, right? Well, uh, we, we felt like we had permission, like, like God's hand was on that. And, and so uh, it, it really, we didn't even really talk about it. Somebody just asked us, well, are you going to move? Are you going to sell your house? Uh, well, actually, we are. Oh, we know who, we, somebody wants to buy it. All right, that took three minutes and a handshake. And so that ball started rolling. Well, I mean, it seemed like God was all over this thing, right? Uh, we sealed this deal with a handshake, and, and they were willing to give us time. We, our, our plan, again, good plan, was to just buy a house, A to B. Let's take that step and make that move. Well, uh, we had time to pull that off. We thought, no problem. We'd been watching the market. This, we'd been kind of trying to figure this out, and it seemed doable, right? So we start the search more intently. Uh, Zillow, if you're in to look for a house, Zillow will help you with this, but it'll also curse you in this because every time we picked up our phones, it's like it defaulted to that page. Was there a new listing we can look at, right? Because we're probably still leaning pretty hard on our plan needing to come true, right? So, so we look, and, and the weeks turn into months, and there's really not a lot of progress. But yet the deadline that we had kind of committed to is coming up on us. So our, our search went a little bit more from what can we buy to what can we rent, you know, and in this process, you know, you're starting to ask some of those questions, right? In the waiting, Lord, where, where are you? Boy, I, can we do this this week, Lord? Hello? You ever had those prayers? Hello? <laughs> so we began to wonder, what can we rent? Uh, we thought if we can rent, again, more of our plans. You know, we're slow learners, but God was in the waiting, you see. We're in the waiting, and so we think if we can just rent for a few months, then then we'll be able to have that find that house. Well, just a fair warning to you, if you're thinking about renting a house, if you have pets and children, you're on the bottom of everybody's list to rent to. I'm just going to tell you. Uh, 
be warned. Uh, we had a couple connections, but, you know, nothing was really solid. Uh, we're, and we're getting down to the wire now, right? Like the, in, our plan is coming to an extinction point here. And then we get this call that humanly seems really odd and really out there. But it, you see, it was God's plan. He was in the waiting the whole time. He was teaching us and, and molding us in those moments, even though we couldn't see it. We were glued to Zillow, right? You see, fast forward, more God moments and, and more cool stories and connections. With about a week or so to spare, we moved into a rental house in Massanutten that came through a phone call from my father-in-law's coworker. That's like, you know, several times removed. But that's how God was moving. And so with two dogs, two cats, and a kid in tow, we moved into a rental house with next to no stipulations to our being there. We could leave any time. Throughout that whole time, God was moving. He was connecting dots that we didn't even know need connected. He was orchestrating events that we didn't even have uh, any idea of. You see, it was in the waiting it was in his time frame that this stuff was happening. And I would tell you today that our time frame probably seemed more convenient, but his was better. Because we, we had date night last night, and we were out, and we were just reminiscing about the time frame. It seems like yesterday that all this took place, but we can look back and just see how faithful God was in that season. It was in the waiting. He, he needed us to be strong to take courage in him, to wait on him and not trust in our plan and our timing. And it took some waiting for us to get there. What are you waiting on today? What are you, what are you waiting on today? What plan are you grasping that doesn't seem to be jiving, if you will, with God's timing? What are you waiting on? You see, I understand today that your waiting might be painful. That your waiting might be excruciating, way more significant than waiting on a house. But friends, God's word, his promise is true. That even in those hard times, in those broken places of waiting, he is longing to strengthen and encourage you. What are you waiting for today? Maybe... Maybe it's that new career. It's that job you've, you've always wanted to do. It's that thing that's out there and you just keep trying to force the pieces together and it just won't work. What are you waiting for today? Maybe it's Mr. or Mrs. Wright. You're waiting for that one person. Maybe... Maybe you're waiting for that ultrasound to show a child. Waiting can be hard. It can be confusing. It can be disorienting and disheartening. Maybe you're waiting for that relationship to be healed. And it's just the deepest desire of your heart. Maybe it's for that loved one to come to know Christ. And that longing is real. And that waiting is hard. What are you waiting for today? I know in those times that it can seem like God is silent. But he's in the waiting. He has a plan in the waiting. 
He's longing that you will embrace him in the waiting. What would that look like for your story today? What, what would that look like in the middle of your waiting to embrace him? To trust him, to seek him, to take David's word at his heart that you will wait confidently on the Lord. And know that he sees. Friend, will you allow him? Will you allow him to strengthen you in that place? Because I know my tendency is the Lord get me out. Let's bring this waiting to a close. But will we put down our desires and embrace him in the waiting? And be strengthened. You see, I don't want to miss this, friends. Don't miss this because in God, in Christ Jesus, waiting isn't the time that nothing's happening. Waiting is not the time when, when nothing is happening. Waiting is the time when everything is happening. Despite how, how hopeless it may feel, how desolate, how painful again and again and again, the witness of the scriptures say it's in the waiting that he will strengthen us and renew us and, yes, transform us. As the band makes their way forward, uh, I want to look at one more scripture today, uh, Isaiah 40. Uh, we're going to read out of the New King James Version today, which is I know is unique for us. Uh, the way they translate this just it brings it to light. It helps paint a picture for us today. Uh, so verse 28, Isaiah 40, uh, the Lord is speaking through his prophet Isaiah. Uh, he, he's addressing uh, uh, people who were uh, consumed by their time frame, if you will. You see, these people were in exile. They were away from home. They had been stripped of their power, stripped of their possessions and their authority. They had no say, basically, in their day-to-day -day life. But you see, God had promised them. They were God's covenant people. He had promised redemption and reconciliation, and, and there was a future inheritance for them, but they couldn't see it. Their time frame was blinding them, you see. They were in a hurry. And these words recorded here uh, are what God is speaking into their hearts. And he says in verse 28, Have you not known and have you not heard the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, neither faints nor is weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the weak. And to those who have no might, he increases their strength. Friend, if you're here today in the waiting and you feel like you are done, like your strength is gone, hear the promise in the word of the Lord that he gives strength to the weak. Verse 30 said, Even the youth shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. But, but those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up on wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. You see, when the Christian is called to wait, we're called to align. We're called to wait with the creator of the universe. The one who hung the stars in the sky, told the seas where to stop. That's who you're called to wait on. Friends, if he can do that, he's trustworthy in your life and in your waiting.
He's going to give you strength. He's going to bring renewal. So, so we're called to embrace him in the waiting. We're asked to trust in his understanding. Trust in his plan. Trust in his ways even though we don't understand. it. In the waiting. Friends, today there's a purpose in your waiting. There is a plan. What would it look like for you to embrace it today? In your story. You see, there's a promise here. There's a promise here. You see, Isaiah, you you notice that it says nothing about receiving. It, It says nothing about when God finally comes through. You see, because we want the waiting to end. We want to get on with it. But he says, no, 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 no. It's in the waiting. His followers are going to learn to wait on him and renew their strength in the waiting. They're, They're going to soar on wings like eagles in the waiting. They're going to run and not grow weary in the waiting. They're going to walk and not faint in the waiting. Friend, if you're waiting today, this word's for you. This word's for you. The one who can paint the fall colors through the mountains and tell the sun when to rise and when to set. His promise is for you. His plan is for you. And His time frame is for you. You see, our time frame is always going to be faster. Our time frame is always going to be faster, but friends, His time frame is always going to be better. His is always going to be better. Will you embrace Him in the waiting today? And after first service, some folks came by and just began to unpack what they were waiting on. It's, it's all of it's hard. And so, friends, I, I don't want to just throw this out there like it's not a big deal. It, it matters. But the promise of God is true today. That it's in the waiting. It's in that place. It's in that diagnosis. It's in that broken relationship. It's in those places that he wants to transform you. Will you embrace him? And will you trust him today? In the waiting. The pan's going to play, and that's going to be our response. Let's pray. Lord, um, we need you. Lord, we need this truth to be true in our lives today. And God, we don't have to wonder. We don't have to shout like you don't hear. But Lord, hear our cry. That in the waiting, Lord, we need your strength. 
Lord, we need to be renewed. We need to rise up in the waiting, Lord. And we know, we know, we know that's only going to be through you. And so God, today in the waiting, we want to embrace you. Yes, Lord, in your time frame, will you help us? Will you help us, Lord? We want to be faithful in the waiting. Thank you so much for listening today. You can email us at info at cotnaz.org for any questions about our church. When you're done listening today, please subscribe to this channel for updates and new episodes.